Philadelphia Flyers hockey. there Flyers fans and welcome to another episode of Case of Casey Cakes, a podcast dedicated to news scores and and stats of your Philadelphia Flyers. I'm Mike Letter. I'm joined once again by my good buddy and co-host Matthew McCurry. How are you, Maddie? What's going on, Mike? You're doing well, man. Good, good. Um, so another more game, some more games down and some more to go to catch that wild card spot that the Flyers are itching to get to. Yeah, four, four games uh, since our last podcast. We had uh, – they beat Buffalo 5-2. Um, to two. They they lost to Columbus 4-3, to three, but at least it was, it was overtime, so they did steal a point out of that. Um, and they, uh, they put a whooping on uh, the Devils 6-3. to three. And then uh, they came back and followed that up with a four-one win against the Islanders. Right. Uh, yeah. But the the Buffalo game was uh, the score was five-two, but it was closer than that. Uh, it, it was three-two going into the third period, and the the positive that we've seen is that uh, recently, uh, the third period, the Flyers have been playing well. Yes. Yes. And um, the the Columbus game, yet we 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 still um, you know got a point out of it. But it's a shame that it had we we had to take it to overtime and lose it in overtime to to give Columbus um, some more points. Another team that we are chasing uh, or, or or chasing with to to catch one of those wild card spots. But the the um, the devil the game against the Devils. Um, I know they're not the greatest team um, this year, but and we 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 finally got to see what Cam Talbot. Uh, has to offer at least for one game with us, and uh, I got to give it to him. I, I I feel like he played really well. The two goals that he gave up were 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 bullshit rebound goals. Um, so they were kind of out of his hands. I, I mean, they, they were hard rebounds. Um, but he he played he played uh, pretty well. Uh, for coming in for his first game, uh, from Edmonton to the Flyers. Um, that also brings up, you know, what, what the hell is the Flyers organization going to do once Carter's back? <laughs> I, I, I just have no clue what they're yeah, going to do. I, I don't know. Is. I mean, I mean, the way Elliot's been playing now, uh, it, it's not, it's not that easy of a decision to make. I mean, you're in the thick of a, uh, a playoff race. I mean, I, back to what you're saying about Talbot on, on against the Devils. That first period, the Devils had a lot of possession, and it, it seemed like the Flyers were scoring against the flow of play a little bit. Um, but and that had a lot to do with Talbot. Um, he made thirty saves, and he had some big saves in that game. And they had some real timely goals. JVR's two goals in the first period there really kind of turned the tide in that game. And then um, they let them back a little bit. But again, that third period, they came out buzzing, man. Oh, and and that's been the story of these last, I don't know, the, especially these last four games. It seems like they're playing really well in the third period. 
and that is uh, th- that's really important. Uh, in the beginning of the season, they were losing games in the in the beginning of the third period, and it seems like they're winning those games now because of the way that they're playing. Yeah, yeah. But I also – go ahead. No, you're, what you were saying about Carter Hart, they're saying – I guess it looks like he's probably got a, about another week or so. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, yeah. I, I don't, you, I, you can't take a hot goalie out. No. Right? Like, I guess no. they're just going to spot start him, but is that worse? I, you know, I, I there had to be some talk to Talbot when they when they when they signed him of what was going to happen because one I don't think anybody thought Elliot would be playing like this. I mean, we all he's always been you know fairly decent with us, but he's playing some of the best goaltending I have seen out of him since we signed him. I mean, he's playing oh. out of his damn mind. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he's making these acrobatic saves that we were getting used to with Hart. But Elliot's an older guy. Like, yeah. I keep thinking he's gonna break every time. Right, he makes right. Saves. But like, he's—I don't know what it is. He's found like the fountain of youth or something, man. But he's been—he's been standing on his head. Um, and and I mean, that's what you need in hockey. Oh yeah, it's been unreal watching him play. And some of the saves, like you said, some of the saves I've seen him—I've seen him make. It's just like, wait a second. You're an old, you're an old guy. What are you doing? How are you making these saves? But he's doing it, and and with him, you know, with, with his injury past, it I never would have in my right mind. I would have put money on it that he would not that he would not be playing the way he is right now. And everybody, and he 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 caught a bunch of bunch of shit in, with Philly fans uh, with getting the start in the stadium series, um, which ended up working out for us, but. The fact that he is playing the way he is right now is just mind-boggling to me. Um, but once Carter, you know, I think he is maybe set. At, at, uh, Fletcher said that he did not want him. They don't want Carter to return unless he's one hundred percent. Which right, they're they're going to prolong it as long as possible. Of course, yeah, because I I feel like I feel like the organization doesn't even know. To do with the goaltending situation, so they they want to prolong this as, as long as possible because I, I feel like they don't even know what to do with it. Right, you got three goaltenders that have been playing out of their damn minds, and well, Cam has one game, but still, um, they said that possibly that he that he, uh, um, Carter could return next week, but then it's like, what do you do with Cam? Because you're not you're not sending Elliot anywhere. Elliot's and as long as Elliot's healthy, Elliot's staying with us. And yeah, I, I, they're they're in a predicament right now, and it's not the worst predicament to be in. But right, they, right, it's also not the easiest thing to deal with. So they have to play it just right. Um, and and because the most important thing, like we said, you can't mess with Hart's head. Um, no, and that's why I think they're just gonna. They're going to prolong this him coming back as long as possible, right? Um, just to to make sure that everything stays calm and kosher, kind of thing, and and they're going to and leave it alone. Um, now, uh, big game tonight against Washington. Uh, again, yes. they got to win these games. They're they're running out of time. They uh, they're still seven ba- points back of Montreal and Pittsburgh, but they have a game in hand with Montreal, but. It's tough sledding, making up points, man. They in the last ten games they've played well. They're seven two and one, but they've only made up one point on uh, Pittsburgh. They've only made up, um, they've made up about five points on uh, Montreal. 
but they've and they've made up about five points on Columbus, but they need to catch two of these teams now to to get in. Um, and I mean, Carolina's hot. The teams above them are hot too. So I don't think any of them are going to fall off either. Yeah, so. Carolina is playing out of their damn mind. Yeah. I mean, Carolina, Boston, and Tampa Bay right now are. I mean, they're they look pretty ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's pretty crazy to think that Boston's nine zero and one in their last ten. Like they're they're uh, they've kind of separated themselves from the that second tier of of teams there, and they're they're kind of they're trying to create space so that they're the, the second seed going away. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Flyers are the work cut out. We had said what? They were at 65 points last week. They've gotten seven out of eight. We said they needed 32 points to get to 97. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure that's enough. I think they may need more than 97 because that leaves 15 games for 18 points for Montreal. And on their pace right now, they're going about it. In the last 10, they're a point a game. So it's going to be close. Um, they're going to need at least 97, I think, to get in. Yeah, they've got um, – the Flyers have gone 17-4-2 uh, and two in the last 23 games with 16 games remaining to catch one of those wild card spots. The Flyers will need to go at least 12-3-1, which would get you your 25 points to post your 97 points. Uh, to get the at the end of the season with a final record of 44 29 and nine it's it's very very tough um, to, to go 12 three and one <laughs> and I mean and, and, the, and we had talked about this from the from the jump that when you fall behind in this league it is so it's so impossible to to catch back up the way that oh, the yeah. point system is like I mean the, and, and that's why and I'll always beat the drum that I'm such a proponent for three points for an a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, and one point for an overtime loss. Just because there's no benefit to winning, it like there's there's more points in a game that goes to overtime than there is in a in a regulation win. To me, that's just bogus, um, and it makes it so hard to catch up. Falling, I mean, they had a bad stretch, but then they had a good stretch, but then it doesn't do anything because the the ten wins, even though they were winning that, even though they were winning most of those games in regulation, it's just the same as winning in overtime, right? And, and and it's with these sixteen games remaining, it's not a cakewalk with the teams that we're playing. I mean, we've got the we've got the Caps three more times within those sixteen games. <laughs> we've got uh, two games with the Isles, two games with the Maple Leafs, Carolina. We also got games Montreal, Dallas, and uh, um, the Blues and Pittsburgh. So I mean, these are some tough ass teams that we need to go through to even sniff the wild card yeah it just it, at this point it just seems like the, the there's just not enough time to to make it up the hill it seems like and unless these i mean you're kind of hoping that that columbus and montreal kind of fall back a little bit and that they they come de- back down to earth a little bit and start losing games but um there it's going to be paramount the games against the game against pittsburgh the game against montreal um, and the uh, – do they have one more game against Columbus, or was that the last one that they had? Uh, I do not know for sure. I think they're, I think they're done with Columbus. I, th- I, 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 I would think so. I, th- I would think so as well. Um, I just know that as of right now, Montreal and Pittsburgh are the teams that hold the wild card spots as of right now. That changes – that can change daily. But um, 
Montreal, Columbus, Pittsburgh, um, those are the teams because pretty much as of right now, I mean, this could change as well, but Washington, um, the Islanders, and Carolina have got those top three spots secured, Um, especially the way those teams are playing other than the Isles. I mean, first of all, can can we talk off-fire subject about the horrendous – well, I shouldn't say horrendous because I I don't know exactly what Flyers fans would do in this situation. But the meeting when Tavares returned back to New York with Toronto and the way the fans reacted to that. Yeah. um, (sighs) You know, it's, it's funny. uh, Even my, even my wife Watson was like, she's like, it was like, why are they so mad at that guy? Yeah. Like, like, uh, Philadelphia fans always get a bad rap. Yeah, but guys do. that spend ninety percent of their career with the team, like even if they choose to leave, they are they're genuinely and usually respected. Now, like Jason Worth, kind of got he kind of took it when he left the Phillies and went to the Nationals, but because he went to the main rival. Um, but like Toronto's not overly the Islanders' rival, and isn't Tavares from? That yeah. area, yeah, it was his like childhood dream to always play with the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I so, mean, I, I, I don't know, I don't like I, the Islanders. Kind of have like the little brother syndrome in New York, and um, yeah, yeah. I, and 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 they shouldn't because they they've been the better New York team for a while now, and um, I I didn't like it. it. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and the guy the guy was there for a long time. Um, he spent uh, what is it nine or ten years there. And he owes nothing to that organization. They gave him nothing. He, you know, he he put his heart and soul into that team. And I think they made the playoffs maybe once or t- maybe twice. Yeah. They, um. Throughout the throughout his career with them, but it's like, in my eyes, it's like, why are the Isles fans so damn butthurt? Like, like they like, they they took it like way too far. If you yeah. want to like. If you want to like boo when he gets introduced, okay, fine. Right, but right. Like, that's totally fine. Throwing snakes and jerseys at him. Yeah, I mean, they like like you're making signs. Like I don't know about you, I don't have the time to care that much about a guy that's making millions and millions of dollars coming right. back to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not I'm not grabbing my sharpie and yeah. making a sign like a big dork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, but like it, it it's it makes them look. Not to mention that it makes them look really bad as as a fan base. Like you think other players are gonna be like, why do I want to go play for those fans? Oh like, yeah, there's there's no incentive, especially at the you know at the end of this year. Like why would I want to go play there? Other than they're they're playing really well. So I guess that is that is the biggest incentive is that they're playing really well. Um, yeah, I mean, but they, like they, you know that fan base. I mean, well, I we, you know we really can't talk a whole lot because Philly fans, we probably get the baddest rap. We get the worst rap, and ninety five percent of it's yeah. not true anymore. So they it's kind of it's kind of nice to like put the put the they still you know, go to the same like BS with like throwing snowballs and that kind of right. crap. Like yeah. like it, or there was a jail in the vet. Like like Philadelphia is really not that bad of a place to go play anymore, unless you're like a Vikings fan and you try and cause trouble and come into town, and then when you get your butts kicked. <laughs> You don't like getting made fun of on the way out. Like, <laughs> I did see that video, yeah. <laughs> like, but meanwhile, they did the same thing to the Saints. Like the week before that, when Minnesota, when the Saints went into Minnesota, um, whatever. Like, 
they, they, they're always Philadelphia fans are always going to get that bad rap. We welcome it. You know yeah. what? If you don't like it, don't come to our stadiums. Exactly. Don't come watch your team play here if you're afraid to come play here. Exactly. Just don't be a dickhead. If you're not exactly. a dickhead, no one's going to bother you. They hate us because they ain't us. Yeah. I mean, and that's the biggest thing. Like, I had no problem. Like, I've gone to, I don't, I've gone to, I've gone to a lot of Eagles games away. I've gone to San Francisco where I've literally seen San Francisco fans get into like brawls with each other, like San Francisco fans with each other and like had other San Francisco fans being like, man, this is, it's awful. It's like this all the time. I've gone to Dodgers games against the Phillies where the Dodgers fans are literally stabbing people outside or like Oakland and stuff like that. But like, but we're the bad fans. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> We're not we're not beating people to death outside like we're stabbing people right? in the parking lots. But right, right. We're, we boop we boot Santa Claus, so yeah, we're the worst ever. <laughs> well, that's enough about the Isles because I can't stand them, so I'm done talking about them. That's something I need to get off my chest. So hopefully, we kick their ass again on Saturday. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but. Um, speaking of that Isles game, Elliot once again showed up in a big way. Uh, he played out of his mind against them. Um, so it's, it's, it comes down to when we played these last 16 games is, and this is a, uh, the goalie predicament that Philly has right now has not had this in a long, long time. So it's a good predicament to have. I'm not going to lie. It's, 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 a, it's a great predicament to have, especially when you have three stud goalies um, and you can't figure out what to do with them. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, that, just, that, that Islanders win was, was a big win. I mean, oh, they, they were already playing, they were playing down one, one offensive player and then Nolan Patrick took a bullshit hit from behind. Um, and, or no, he, I'm sorry. He took that, the was, puck. that was the Devils. He took the puck yeah. to the head. In the yeah, Devils yeah. game, he took the bullshit hit from behind. But the, he did. He took this. I mean, his that guy's poor noggin. Like, yeah. He, he, yeah. That, that shot, it looked like it caught him right underneath his ear. Um, he only played a minute and a half that game. I mean, they were literally playing that whole game with three lines. Um, and they dominated. They dominated yeah, the they did. game. They, like, did. they looked. They looked great out there. And, I mean, that was – and 95% of that was Brian Elliott stood on his head. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and like, when a goalie stands on his head, it makes everyone else look better around them. Yep. And Kutz is still lighting the lamp. Yeah. had got his uh, his 50th and 51st assist. Um, Sanheim. Let's talk about Sanheim. Oh, my God. Sanheim. Sanheim yeah. has been insane Unreal. the last week. Um he has what three or four goals in the last four games, something like that. Yeah, four he, goals he, in the last four games. He's been he 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 tears it up against Columbus. I think the majority, well, not the majority, but I think like uh, I think he what has maybe six or seven goals on the season. I think he has, uh, he has nine goals. In does the he have now. nine? Oh, he has shit. he has four goals in the last four games. The only game that he didn't score in was the uh, was the Devils game. He had one against Buffalo. He had two against Columbus. And he had one against the Islanders. He's been, I mean, he's had a, he's been, not only has he been a really good defenseman, but the offense that he's bringing to the table is, I mean, he's been really, really good. And I, I mean, it, 
I think he's a hell of a better offensive player than he is a defensive player. Absolutely. And and I, I love um I love the way Proveroff's been playing. Um he's he's eating up minutes. Does and he ever get tired? No. I mean <laughs> he he's a machine and he's been he's been eating minutes up. You know, in that Columbus game, he played twenty eight minutes. Yeah, in that I Columbus think his game. average is like thirty. <laughs> he's he's been um he's been back to himself again, which is it. There was a we talked about it before. We were a little worried that he had a bad first half of the season, and which is it's scary with a defenseman like that. But but he has been he's been a rock um, yeah. the last 23, 24 games. He's been really good. Really Sandheim's cool. offense is going. Um, Myers has been he's been taking minutes away from McDonald. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Hags. I mean, Hags just consistent. He is. Um, and I mean, Gudis gives you a little bit of that, the little nastiness. McDonald's just basically there. Um, He's there. The surprising thing is that I think Ghost is probably what the the sixth defenseman now, fifth or sixth defenseman. Yeah. Well, I think you know. Um, so with you know uh, Voracek, um, still you know still injured. It, it seems to be with Voracek. Um, injury. It's a lower body injury. Uh, um, he took a puck off the boards in the, in a previous game, so um, he, he may be able to return Friday with the team. Um, but with him out, and then Nolan is is questionable for tonight. So the Flyers will be um, they'll be starting. I, I think it was um, eight forwards. Or, I'm sorry, 11 forwards and seven defensemen. Tonight. Yeah, um, they did that. They did that the last game, too. With yeah, them. yeah. So everybody's paired up, and then McDonald's just kind of sitting there. So McDonald will just be on the bench just when they need him. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I think he's been getting like he's been getting like nine or ten minutes a game. Yeah. The in the seventh defenseman. It's just, uh, I mean, they, they don't have another forward that can – isn't it better to have another forward that can help out as opposed to – I, I guess, I guess it's well. Here. I mean, you're kind of with the with the way it's set up here is you got Sanheim. Sanheim is pretty much a forward, but you can still put him on the D. He still plays great D. Um, right. But it's nice to have Sanheim because Sanheim is not your typical D man. He'll he's kind of like he's kind of like an early uh, Shane Gossespierre. You know, even back when Shane was with uh, Union. Back in his college days, Shane was, you know, a go-getter. And he still he still is, but it's nice to see another defenseman like that. But then we still have defensemen like Perloff and Gudis and Hag where to hang back and play that defensive role. Yeah, I think that's how you have to pair a defenseman nowadays in the NHL. Yeah. You have to have a guy that can stay home. And that, that's the nice thing with Provorov is he can do anything. Oh, like, yeah. that's why he's so good because he can stay home or he can be the offensive guy. Um, but you have to have you have to pair an offensive guy with a stay-at-home defenseman nowadays. Um, you, you, it's just you can't have two stay-at-home defensemen. It's not how the NHL works anymore. And you sure as hell can't have two offensive guys that are going to get caught deep. Yeah. Oh yeah. The what, the speed of this game these days, at, at, you know, with those break with two offensive D, D guys breaking in, there'd be breakaways left and right. But it's uh, Nolan Patrick is questionable. Um, 
to play tonight. I know he, he, he uh, did participate in morning practice. He said he felt good, but practice is completely different than game. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I don't know. If the, I don't know if they chanced to put him out there tonight. Um, and yeah, yeah, he said he got he, he got his leg caught and he fell. He, he said he saw the shot at the last second, um, and it hit him in the head and not his actual ear, even though it looked like it hit. Yeah, him it looked like in, in slow motion. It looked like it kind of got underneath his helmet, below his ear. Um, right. But I mean. I, I don't know if, he, if it's worth chance of putting him out there today, if, if, especially you can give him almost five days off if he waits till Friday. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it, if, if they're going to put him out there, he's a hundred percent good to go kind of thing. They're yeah. not going to, they're not going to play around with anything like that. The he, injury. He's definitely been, been a little spark plug for us lately. I mean, he is all over the place. You know, he's, 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 he's getting gritty with guys. He doesn't care. He's throwing his body around. He's skating, and um, you know he he's putting himself out there. Uh, yeah, Pat, him and TK are. Uh, oh, the TK, TK. The relationship he, that those those two have is awesome. I love yeah, that. What was what was was it the Devils game where they were both in the was it the Devils? Yeah, it was where they the, were both in the bench on the in the uh, penalty box, and and you see TK just just yapping at, at the oh, Devils chirping, player chirping. And then, and then Patrick just turning to the left to to the Devils player and just giving a couple of fus to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's their personality is that Patrick's like he's like calm, 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 and then all of a sudden he just he just flips the switch and like TK's like that he's just freaking like crazy. He's like like someone who needs like he's on a high with an ADD kid without his Adderall. Like, right, right. <laughs> and he and you know and and Patrick is is I, I believe his roommate and one of his best friends. And he says, you mess with Patty. And, yeah. You know, you're, you're getting it because TK ever since, you know, I mean, he, we even saw this before when we had Simmons. Now that Simmons is gone, I feel like TK has stepped up that role of being the dominator or the, the enforcer, I should say with a team. Um, and I, I've, I've loved, I love the way he plays. I love it. I mean, that's old school Philly uh, style play that he plays, even for being so, as small as he is. Um, yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I, that's why I kind of like. I, I don't need him trying to to get into fights and stuff like that. Um, I I think they. I kind of want to see a little more. They had brought Justin Bailey up for a couple games. I I don't know why they had. Uh, why he hasn't kind of stuck a little bit. Uh, he's another guy with size that on the fourth lines gonna help you a little bit he's 6'4 220 he's kind of a bigger dude yeah he he's actually he got sent down he, yeah he's back he's back in lehigh um but getting back to tk uh i believe tk either owes a dinner to the team or at least he needs to buy jvr a watch or something because in that devil's game JVR at the end of the FD netter had a chance for the Hattie. Patrick, and he <laughs> he passed it to TK. TK scored that scored on the empty netter, and TK ended up getting a bonus from oh, that yeah. goal. He, oh, he hit his he 20th hit goal. His twentieth goal within his contract, he gets a bonus. 
So he either owes a dinner at le- <laughs> or at least a watch. JVR needs needs some bling on his wrist after that one. <laughs> yeah, because that would have been that would have been JVR's hat trick, and it would have been his twentieth goal if he would have scored. Yeah. Right, but that, right. that's, yeah, yeah. that's the kind of thing is that when when things are going well and like everyone's scoring, like there no one's yeah. selfish and everyone's looking to get the rest of the team involved. So we also, uh, you know, I'd like to just touch a little bit on um, Hartman, the uh, Preds winger that we got in return with also a pick uh, for Wayne Simmons. Uh, he has come out of the gate guns blazing. I mean, as soon as he gets on the ice, it, his, he's just nonstop. He's like a freaking freight train out there. Um, he has become uh, just just a big old spark plug trying to fill that void that we lost with, with uh, Simmer. Um Although he did not have the greatest performance against Columbus, he, he he made some errors out out there on the ice. But as of right now, Hartman has ten hits, uh, five block shots, six shots on goal, which two of them were very close to being uh, to, to to being scoring chances. Uh, he and he did get his first uh, first point, uh, nice assist uh, against the Devils, but his, his first point is a flyer. Um, so it's nice to just, even though we don't have Simmer back in the lineup, it's nice to get a, that style of player. I'm not talking caliber, but at least that style of player in return. Yeah. He, he ingratiated himself to the fan base on that first shift where he came right out and just laid oh, out that nailed Sabres player. Nailed um, him. It was yeah, a rookie. A rookie. Welcome to the NHL. Perfectly clean hit. And I think we had talked about this before. That one of my pet peeves in the NHL now is that you lay a clean hit and you have to and you have to answer the bell for it. Like it's a clean hit. Pick your head up. Like don't play with your head down. Right. And uh, you, I, I, it just drives me crazy when a clean hit like that. He's got to he's got to drop the gloves and get into a fight. I mean he didn't he didn't hesitate, but it it's just kind of uh, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I want so, fighting for real reasons, not for clean hits. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's soft these days. Yeah, I don't. I don't want anyone to think that I don't want fighting. I want fighting. I want more. Oh fighting. yeah, but just <laughs> not for the right heads. reasons. Yeah, right for the reasons. right reasons. Like <laughs> yeah. when Nolan Patrick gets uh gets drilled from behind into the boards, then I want someone to to knock that guy's head off. But oh, that was G. That was G. That was yeah. that was Simmer's last fight. Yeah, when when uh, G got cross checking the boards and Simmer came back, uh, the next game that was Detroit. And yeah, then again, them. well, again against the Devils with Nolan Patrick too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like that was yep. like that was a blatantly dirty hit. I mean, the oh, guy yeah. got a one game suspension for it too. Yeah, he um, did. And, you know, on top of the game misconduct, but uh, yeah, like those kind of things. Those are those are reasons that that someone should have to answer the bell for a fight. But on right. clean hits, it's like clean open heights hits. It's like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yep. That's, so that's, that's 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 the name of the game. The, so tonight, Washington, Saturday, it's gonna Islanders, be tough. It's gonna be tough. Monday, Ottawa. They have to take what five out of six again? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I think they gotta they have to do at least five out of six, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean we've got caps tonight, we got Isles and then Ottawa, and then we go back to to Washington uh next Thursday to play the caps again. I mean 
the caps the caps uh, Ovi. I mean, he's just he's unreal. I mean, they, they they can't come back without those four games, less than six out of eight. Um, and I think if we're just looking at these three games up until Monday, it, it's got it's got to be. I mean, the very least you can take is four out of six, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's probably just staying status quo. That's not even make up making up any points, right? Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be tough. It it definitely is. Um, but I mean, as long it's it's just so it's so refreshing to see the Flyers have some really really stellar goaltending, and I feel like that is is definitely what we're gonna need to 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 work our way up. I mean, the, we need the performance that we've been getting out of Elliot. Um, whoever's gonna be our second, because as of right now, Elliot's our our, our number one. Because uh, Carter was doing great, but now he's injured, and then Cam has only played one game, so he really hasn't proven himself to us. But um, whoever's gonna sit in that second slot has definitely gotta you know step up the game and and uh, and prove themselves the way that Elliot has because if not you know the you know how the flyers work they they freaking overplay the living shit out of goalies they've done it in the past constantly and it's drove me nuts so i hope <laughs> they don't overextend Elliot right and like then- well the the one benefit i will say is that these next few games are really spread out. Yeah, we do have some. We do they, have some space in between. I mean, yep. a Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday is there's two days off in between. Like the, he he can play these games now. That's maybe true. That, that Monday against Monday, March 11th against Ottawa, that has Talbot written all over it for me. Oh, um, it does. Especially uh, because Ottawa, you should Ottawa be able to. You should be able yeah. to beat them regardless. Yeah. But the, it it's a hundred percent. If the go the goaltending is going to determine if they make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs. If the goaltending stays playing like like standing on their head the way they've been standing on their heads, then the Flyers have a chance to make the playoffs. Right. If they revert back to what they were at the beginning of the season, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's just yeah. there's it's too uphill. There's uh, too many teams to catch and there's too many points to make up for them to be the goaltending to be average for the last um, 16 games. Yeah. Yeah, it's very stressful. <laughs> um so I mean I guess we'll see. I mean it's it's unlike I mean like the Western Conference, all those teams are within like points. Like single point here. They're I think their wild card slot their wild card slots change daily. Uh and with us we're just chasing. So we need to Yeah, there's a lot less points at looking at the Western Conference. Calgary's in first with 89 versus Tampa Bay with 106. I mean, Tampa yeah. Bay's, they're in their own class right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you look at it, the eighth seed is Minnesota with 72 points, which is what the Flyers have now. And right. uh, uh, they would, in, in the West right now, they would have a, uh, a much better chance of jumping up into a into the, the top half of there, to be quite honest with you. Um, there'd be only five points out of the fifth seed there. As they sit right now, but uh, but it doesn't matter. Some years the Eastern Conference is up, some years the Western Conference is up. Um, yeah. You got to play what's in front of you, and okay. and and they know what they have to do. So there's a uh, there's no excuses now. They got to win games. They got to take 
like we said, 25 points out of a possible 32 uh, in the last 16 to have a chance at making it. Uh, if they do that, if they walk away at the end of the season with 97 points and they don't make the playoffs, um, there's nothing you can do. They were playing too far uphill from the beginning of the season. And it's still, it was still a good season if they end up with 97 points and don't make the playoffs. Um, yeah. But, but that they know what they have to do. And that's, they, there's no excuses. You got to do it now. You put yourself in the hole, you got to dig out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Even if they don't, I mean, I, I, I pray to God that they do make the playoffs, but even if they don't make the playoffs, Holy shit, brother. That's my favorite time of year. <laughs> Playoff hockey. I mean, there is nothing better. I There's mean, nothing. It's just, I cannot wait. I mean, it would be, uh, obviously, you know, I would be ecstatic if the if the Flyers even, you know, caught one of those spots. But if not, I mean, it is what it is. You, there's nothing I can do or you can do sitting at our home yelling at, yelling at TV. <laughs> nothing changes that. But still, we still have playoff hockey. Yeah, I, I love watching. Oh, There's God, and, awesome. unless one if if one of my teams isn't playing the um the sport that I that I'll get into the most is probably playoff hockey. The NFL is easy because it's one game, right? And there's and it's it's so much less. But like to get into an actual series, uh, for me, the baseball playoffs don't do anything if my team's not in it. Um, basketball, it, it's a lot tougher for me to get into it. I'll watch it here and there, but. But NHL hockey playoffs is like there's nothing there's nothing like it. There's yeah, with me it's NHL playoffs obviously number one. Number two is the NCAA tournament. I think March Madness is is oh is, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I don't care who's playing. I'm always watching games because you never know what's going to happen with those. So that's that's other than other than the NHL playoffs, that's what I look forward to is March Madness, and I I love that. That's, that's yeah, that's, I that's I I, I like to set up on those first two days like a three oh yeah like a three TV setup in my in my family room. Oh, yeah, I definitely need to remember to bring chargers with me to work during March Madness because <laughs> my phone dies very quickly. That we I know I know a couple times in the past we've I've had friends out like we've taken off that Thursday and uh, and we'll come over and watch at my house and I'll have like like three or four TVs set up like in a row just so we can, we can watch all the games at once and, and Amber will come home and just, just shake her head and discuss that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Well, we hope, we hope for, we hope for two points tonight against the caps. It's, it's always, it's always uh tough going against uh, the remain, the, um, the, the, last year's Stanley cup champions. Um, and they've been playing really well. Um, but hopefully we can get them at home tonight and then, uh, we will see them next Thursday in their, in their barn. So we just got to take it one game at a time and hope for other teams to beat, you know, for, for the other, the other teams that are chasing, you know, in the wild card. Uh, spots for them to lose games. Hundred percent, and we continue to win games. So that's all we can hope for. Um, yep. So we'll see what happens tonight. Sounds good. All right, let's get this over with so we can go watch that game. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. This has been another episode of Case of Tasty Cakes. Um, we will be releasing a new um, episode probably this weekend. Um, 
looking back on this Caps game um, and looking forward. Um, so we will see you then. Thanks for joining us. See you guys. Flyers hockey.